built with wisdom and not just sweat and blood and timber. Here in this house, I've shared in building it, but I didn't lift a finger. And I've seen the gospel spoken through the words my brothers live and in the angels who have come to Hello and welcome to another episode of Here in This House. I am your host, David Allen, and I am really glad you came and took the time today to listen. And I hope it's uh, time well spent. Today we're going to be talking about equity. You hear a lot about equity these days and the inequities and, 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 and the oppression that of the rich against the poor and the privileged against the underprivileged and and the disenfranchised not being able to have the same opportunity as others and you know it all sounds so noble it all sounds so right that all things should be equal but my question is that is equality equity a biblical concept as 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 it is portrayed today especially in the media and uh, I'm here to say I don't see it I don't see equity especially as it's portrayed in in the world today is a, a biblical concept if anything I see it antithetical to the Bible. Now let me explain that. Um, I I see it in several areas, certainly in um, some of the parables, and I'll address those here in a minute. Um, I see it in in other places in scriptures, um, in Romans where Paul talks about the potter and the clay, and how would the clay Say to the or the clay, say to the potter, why have you made me like this? Romans 9:21. Does not the potter have um, the right to? And I'm paraphrasing here to make the do with the clay the same lump of clay he can make uh, vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Yet we are trying to tell each other. <laughs> um, the public that somehow uh, we're all made equal as far as our gifts and our skills and our abilities uh, there's only one place or two places I see and maybe somebody can enlighten me and give me more but certainly these two is where there is equality and, and one we are all made in the image of God that's the first place where we are all the same and the second would be we're all sinners we're all we have all sinned and fell short of the glory of God and are justified freely for those who come to Christ but um, those are the only two places I really see the equity but throughout history and all throughout scripture there are people who are born as princes and kings and people who are born in pop uh, 
Congress and and people who are born with disabilities and I can't begin to answer that I mean that's the one you need to take up with with the Lord because yeah I don't I had a pastor one time and I love what he said one time he says I don't know why that why I was born in America with a 7-eleven on every corner I, I can't answer that but to sit here and to try and tell the person who God has obviously put in a position of authority or has put in a position where he has wealth, he has privilege, that, you know what, you, it is wrong for you to be in that position. I don't see it biblically. Now, where I do see what that person does with what he has, that's the key. And that is where the justice before God comes in. Let's take the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. And Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this. And uh, an owner came and gave his... And I'm paraphrasing here again. um, But this master gave his... um, He went away on a trip and he, he left gave his workers different levels of talents. To one he gave five, to one he gave three, and to one he, he only gave one. That doesn't sound like equity. But here's the key, and, 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 and a lot of people, and I agree with it, it would say, you know, that, um, that particular portion of Scripture is is not talking necessarily about money it's talking about gifts but the point of this that scripture is what do you do with what you have uh, he gave five talents to one three to the other and one and when he came to to another one and when he came back he asked okay what have you done with my money and the one with five had gotten five more and this is key says well done, good and faithful servant. Now, isn't that what we're all hoping to hear when we come to heaven? Well done, good and faithful servant. And then to the one in three, uh, who, who had three, he also had gotten three more. Same answer. Well done, good and faithful servant. See, it wasn't, they didn't, they didn't complain about what they had gotten. They didn't say, that wasn't fair that he got five and I only got three. What's up with that? What mattered the most here is what they did with what they had. And were they obedient? And were they um, honoring their master with what had been giving to them, given to them? Yet, our culture this, these days would read that and say, well, that's not fair. And I'll get to the guy with one in here in a minute. He should have given either all of them five or, or, or taken the total and split it, divide it by three. You know, take the, uh, what would it be? I'm bad with math. Nine divided by three. And that would have been fair. 
but that's not that that's not how God operated he gave more to one and his reasons for that um, he, he's not required to give us an explanation for he is God so we'll get to the the parable um, uh, the, the guy that got the one talent and the master asked what did you do with your talent well I knew you were a hard man and I knew you reap where you do not sow and you scatter uh, yeah. and I believe it's scattered the seed where you not where you do not plant but nevertheless he was thinking about I think in my mind he was thinking about equity he certainly was not thinking about growing that one talent in any way he was thinking about okay I got mine and I'm going to make sure I keep it and, and I think that is the heart of equity it's not to say hey I'm going to produce and I can do more and you know what when you produce and do more you are required in, in scripture what you do with it but this servant was called a wicked and evil servant and now here <laughs> here's, here's the biblical equity and this is where the social justice warriors can sit here and bang their heads I mean they would probably think yeah this is fair but the problem is it's going from the guy with little to the guy with the most he said um, he sent that, that wicked servant out and he gave his talent to the guy who had the most well son of a gun that does not sound like equity to me that sounds like gross inequity and in, by today's standards a gross injustice but by God's standards that's a, that was justice And, and I could hear it being cried today that that's not fair. That wasn't fair. He didn't know. You know, he, he, all the excuses you can make in the world. But he was the one with, the con, with, with a condition in his heart that was, well, Scripture says he was a wicked and evil man. All right? Take do with that what you will but here, here, here here's the thing you know we were not I was not privy to the conversation God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit had before the foundation of the world was laid as to who would have what and who would be saved but just like in Romans 9 there where God takes the same lump of clay and makes vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor out of the same clay. And I'll tell you, according to today's standards, by our skewed and, may I say, perverted 
view of equity and justice. Today's social justice warriors would have said, that's not fair. I mean, they would have wanted in on that conversation between the members of the Godhead and say, you know what? You're not doing it right. And, and that's where I say, and I view and I see in Scripture that the equity that is being portrayed today is not a biblical equity. And the main reason is, first of all, this society, this culture has completely ejected God out of the equation. He's not even there. Well, you take God out of the equation of equity and justice, and you can only have one result, inequity and in injustice. Because the heart, it doesn't take into the account the heart of man. To where God does take into the account the heart of man. And he can uh, equitably and with all justice distribute all things in a manner that um, is absolutely perfect, equitable, and who are you or I to say that's not fair? And when that day comes, and, and it will come, where each of us stand before the judgment seat of God and, and give an account for every word that we've said, every thought that we've processed. Where are you going to tell God he's not fair? The only thing that's going to matter on that day is whether you receive Christ as your Savior here on earth and that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. God will administer equity and justice. And if you've wronged somebody, deal with your heart condition. You'll be judged by your heart condition. The other uh, parable is the parable of the workers in Matthew 20, to where uh, the, the master went into town and he gathered people to go work in the morning and they agreed on a price and so those guys went off and worked well later on in the day he went into town and gathered more and he sent them out and so on it went to the afternoon and at the end of the day they all come together to get paid well they all got the same pay the ones that got hired at four in the afternoon and worked an hour got paid the same amount as the guys that went out at 8 a.m. and worked eight hours or whatever. <laughs> they took a lunch, I guess. And the guys that worked all day said, that's not fair. And the master said, what's not fair about it? That's the price we agreed on. It's always the heart condition. And when you compare, I, I've got a, uh, a saying, and I think it's my own. I've never heard it anywhere else. 
when you compare, you despair every time. Unless you understand that everything that you have is from God and everything that that person that you perceive as having more is from God. The same God has given us what we have based on his wisdom, infinite wisdom and infinite knowledge and great justice. We, we can never say it's not fair. We have to understand that it comes from God and it's measured out by God and we take it and we are we honor him with it and we recognize it's his we recognize that any gain that we have is his and we recognize that as soon as we look at the other person and start saying why does he have more than me and it doesn't really talk about in scripture I mean it does talk about in some scriptures if if the person who gained did it um, gained in an unworthy way he will be accountable, accountable to God for that he won't be accountable to us so now we try and bring that down and flesh it out here on earth and there's no doubt that there are inequities as far as people uh, you know we always want to think the rich man you know but the scriptures that talk about you know the workers are, uh, blood is crying out because they didn't get paid the wages and I'd I gotta look that scripture up I don't have it right in front of me now but I mean but that's still that will be a judgment that comes from from God now he's given us governments and authorities and if we are wise and we govern by his uh, standards best we can as fallen men then hopefully people are not uh, oppressed and and um, and taken advantage of and, and those who do the oppressing uh, those who violate God's law and God's standard they they'll they'll have to answer for that and so as far as man is concerned we are to govern ourselves uh, based on God's laws God's uh, principles and as far as the person who has more and the person who has less I mean, regardless of how they got it, uh, ultimately, that comes because that—that's a judgment God makes. Now, on Earth, if there are laws broken, and somebody obviously has um, wronged somebody, it would go before a court of law, and a judge would make um, his judgment, 
and justice would be administered that way. Um, but that does not... That we, we don't measure God by our standards. Remember, we measure ourselves by God's standards. And that's where I see the whole social justice movement falling woefully short of what God's intention uh, uh, for man on earth, fallen man on earth, to be. And uh, we try and play, uh, play God. And we don't do it very well. So that's what I have for today, for now. I mean, this is a subject that we could talk a lot more about. Um, I know it's not a simple... Uh, I know it, it, it's complex, but there, at the same time, there is a simplicity to it. Um, in scripture um, you take each individual case and you know everything um, there's more complexities I get that um, but I'd love to hear an opposing view I'd love to get somebody on the podcast with a different view and let's talk share it but uh, you could reach me um, the email address is here in here in this house podcast at gmail.com it's a long one sorry but that's what it is here in this house podcast.com or you can go on the facebook page uh, which go to facebook and type in here in this house and it'll pop up with uh, the picture of the little church being held in my hands um, that's who we are. We're, we're not a building. The church here are the people inside the building, outside the building. The church are those people who go and do proclaim the name of Christ. And, um, and I say these days it's not easy, but you know it's never been easy. Um, days are becoming more hostile than some of the previous days we've had certainly in this country but none of it is beyond God's understanding God's sovereign grace and um, his sovereign plan so you take care thanks for listening we'll see you or talk to you again next time bye bye now Let the exile come Let the stranger come Let the weary come find rest All you homeless All you Table 
May your streams of love, may they flow here freely, here where every stranger finds a home. Here is our common. 